Here we are, back again with the air adventures of Jimmy Allen. The former messenger boy has returned to his home airport at Kansas City, where he's rounding out his days as a student pilot. Each day finds him in the hangar working on his ship or in the air on a practice flight. You will remember that Jimmy won his pilot's wings through a flying scholarship awarded him by Grand National Airways for his excellent work in preventing the robbery of airliner number 24. Later, he and his pal, Speed Robertson, famous combat pilot, broke up a gang of aerial smugglers near the Mexican border and saved their friend, Mrs. Croft, from losing a valuable piece of property. Although the gang made good their escape, Jimmy's courage and prompt action resulted in the rescue of Barbara Croft from the bandits. While in Texas, Jimmy and Speed were informed that a moving picture producer was very much interested in them. This, however, is another day. Jimmy is back home and somewhat concerned. Leaving his plane in the hangar, he has walked down to the passenger terminal just as a swift airliner roars over the field and prepares to land. The young pilot is looking for... Well, draw closer to your radio and listen to what happens. surprised at that. Speed always brings them in on time. You can bank your last dime on that. By the way, how are you getting along with your flying, Jimmy? Oh, just fine, thanks, Mr. Burns. At least I guess it's fine. <laughs> Speed says that all pilots just starting out think their flying is the best in the world. <laughs> That's only natural, my boy. If you don't think your work is good, nobody else will. Hey, Speed's flying there all right. I can see him leaning out the cabin window. Mm, looks like a full load today, Mr. Burns. Every seat was occupied. All right, you are, Jim. We've been running full schedules every day. Oh, here comes Speed now. Hi there, old fella. Ah, well, Jim, you old rascal, I haven't seen you for quite a spell. Where you been keeping yourself? Oh, gee, I'm glad to see you, Speed. Oh, I've been busy building up my flying time. Ah, that's the stuff. You can't get too much of it. Hey, did you have a good trip? Oh, about as usual. Come along, kid. Walk over to the pilot's locker room with me while I check in. Oh, sure. I wanted to see you and found out at the operations office when you would be in. Ah, here we are. Well, Jim, after a few more weeks, I won't be flying for Grand National Airways for a while. Well, what do you mean? Oh, i got to get ready for that transcontinental race. It's not many weeks off, you know. Oh, yeah. You know, that's why I was so anxious to see you. Have you had a reply yet from the monsoon people about me? Not a word, Jim, but we should hear very shortly now. Oh, well, I, I guess there isn't much chance of my being accepted, is there? Come on now, don't talk like that. Certainly there's a chance of your being accepted. A very good chance. Oh, but gosh, Speed, I've never been in an important race like this before. <laughs> well, they never even heard of me. Nah, but you can deliver the goods, Jim. If I didn't think so, I wouldn't have recommended you so highly. I know it, and I sure appreciate that. I just can't tell you how much I really do. Ah, forget it, Jim. We haven't spent all this time training you for nothing. You can fly a high-speed ship right along with the best of them. And remember, that monsoon company is a big outfit. They'll want a well-known race pilot. 
You know, that's why they wired you. That's true, but some of these more experienced pilots are not always available. A number of them have ships of their own this year, like myself. Well, all I can do is hope, and I've sure been doing that, too. But say, Speed, is your Bluebird ready? I'm pretty much satisfied with her. She's a pretty good ship, Jim, and plenty fast. Faster than the old one, eh? Now, look, I'm not putting out any public information, Jim, but I'll tell you that it's a good 50 miles an hour faster than my old racing job. Boy, oh, boy. 50 miles an hour faster? Yeah, sure it is. It's got to be. All entries for the Vanderpool Transcontinental Race have to do 600 miles an hour over to even get in the race. Well, that should be fast enough to win, shouldn't it, Speed? Your old Bluebird won at around 480 in the last race. Yeah, but this is another year. Things move fast in this air business, Jim. Yeah, the boys are after me this year. They're out to break that record. Yeah, but I haven't heard of any ships doing much over 480. You know, there's going to be some powerful stuff in this Vanderpool Cup race. There's going to be a lot of, a lot of jet planes. The engine manufacturers are out for blood. It means a lot, you know, to have their engines in the winning ship. Yeah, but who else has an airplane that can touch yours? Well, you don't hear much about them, Jim, until you get out there on that starting line. But you can bet your life there'll be some fast aircraft. And take that monsoon job, for example, the one we're trying to get for you to fly. Have you heard anything more about her? You know, I heard yesterday that she's got one of these new monsoon 3,200-horsepower engines in her. And that she really makes nuts. Oh, gee... Boy, I hope I get the flyer. Well, and there's this mystery ship that the Mercury people have built specially for the race. You know, they approached me on the matter, but I turned them down because I had my own ship. You know, that's sort of funny. Well, there's a lot of other jobs that'll bear watching, too. Pilots like Bill Rutherford and Pinky Davis are always tough to beat. They always have fast aircraft. You know, I, I'm almost afraid the monsoon people will accept me. Well, Jiminy, just think of racing against pilots like you and Pinky Davis and some of those other fellows. Hey, now listen, kid. If you get that monsoon 800 job, you won't have to stay in anyone's prop wash. And just remember, once that starting gun is fired, all friendship ceases. I sure realize that, Speed. Believe me, if I do get a ship, I'm going to give her all she's got. But, you know, it'll sure seem funny racing against you, Speed. <laughs> well, we all have to learn, kid. You can't learn how to fly a race out of a textbook. Say, how have you been getting on with your flying lady? Oh, I've really been putting in a lot of time. Most of it on cross-country and some stunning, of course. I've sure learned a lot about navigation in the last couple of hundred hours. Oh, that's great. That's the best kind of training you can get for a cross-country dash like this Vanderpool Cup race. Oh, the training you gave me, Speed, sure helped a great deal. I guess navigation will count for a lot in a race like the Vanderpool. Yeah, on a long race like that, it's one of the most important factors. That's where some pilots are weak. A fast ship doesn't do you much good if you don't stay on your course. You well, know. I can see that all right, Speed. The ideal combination for this transcontinental race is a sturdy airplane of good design, a powerful and reliable engine, and then knowing how to navigate so that you're never more than a mile or so off your course. A pilot with all that's going to be right up in front. You know, it wouldn't do to have much engine trouble in a race like that, would it? You shouldn't have any, Jim, if you have a mechanic that knows his stuff. The rules of the race, you know, make it necessary for you to carry a mechanic. So, of course, your engine is going to be tuned up like a Stradivarius violin. Well, you're taking Flash Lewis with you, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, I guess I can get Flash to go along with me. Ah, there's a pretty good Mac, Jim. Oh, he's that all right. He won't like the idea of it much, skipping over the treetops and that flat hatting and all. But, you know, Flash, he always has to have something to gripe about. Say, if the monsoon people do accept me, I suppose they'll furnish the mechanic. Oh, sure. Those big engine manufacturers always have a couple of mechs who specialize on racing engines. Say, can they work on your engines at the control stops? Yes, yes. The race time is taken from the sound of the starting gun at one control point to the split second you cross the finish line at the next control point. 
And then you're permitted to do anything you want to your ship as long as it's on the starting line to go on the next hop. Well, but what if you're not ready yet? Well, if you're not on the starting line ready to go and the starter drops his flag, is just tough because the time counts against you anyway. And it's up to your mechanic to see that you're always ready, eh? That's it. In the cup race last year, Picky Davis burned out a bearing on his engine. Well, at the following night control stop, they put in a brand new engine for him. He was ready to go the next morning. Well, I see. I, I should study up on the rules of this race if I get in it or not, huh, Speed? No, absolutely, Jim. Have every rule and regulation firmly fixed in your mind. More than one good pilot has been disqualified in a race of this kind just because he violated some minor rule. Oh, I'd hate to lose a race like that. Well, if you did, it would be simply due to carelessness. A careless pilot doesn't deserve to win a race. You study those rules very carefully, Jim. You should memorize each of them because there aren't many. This is a free-for-all race, you know, and you can use any type airplane with any type engine. But the few rules there are you want to know thoroughly. And another thing, Jim, if you do get into this race, go in it to win. Oh, I'll do that, Speed. You'll find that most of these racing pilots are a pretty fine bunch of boys. But every so often you'll run across a, well, a rotter, a snake, just like you'll find in any other business once in a while. They go into a race of this kind to win at any cost. They'll lie, cheat, yes, and worse. But fortunately, you won't find many of them in this game. I guess that first prize of $10,000 looks big to most any pilot. Well, it's a funny thing, Jim, but once you get into the race, you're going to forget all about that prize money. The only thing you'll care about is to get across that finish line first, to outguess, outmaneuver, and outfly the other fella. I've seen some of the greatest pilots in the game giving every ounce of their energy to win a $15 first prize at some of these little air meets. Just gets in your blood. Yeah, I guess you're right, Speed. Oh, gee, I, I just hope I have a chance to get in there. <laughs> Just a second, Jim. We'll see who this is. Come in, come in. Oh, hello there, Mr. Robertson. Hey, is Jimmy Allen here? Oh, hello, Jimmy. I kind of figured you'd be here. Hey, listen, I've got a, I've got a telegram for you. Oh, you have? Well, thanks, Tommy. Well, let's see what this is, Jim. That could be from the monsoon aircraft people. Oh, gee, Speed. You read it. I, I can hardly wait. Hey... This isn't from Monsoon at all. Huh? Well, well, who is it from? What does it say? Ha! Listen to this. I'm interested in both you and Speed Robertson. I'm producing flying picture of World War II. Stop. An entirely new twist on the flying story. I've purchased same and will produce at once. Stop. I'm informed Robertson is American war ace, veteran of many battles. Stop. His technical knowledge, recognized flying ability, of great value to us. Stop. Jimmy Allen to do flying scenes for leading man. We'll be in Kansas City to talk over contract. Signed, Milligan, President, Mammoth Pictures. Speed, <laughs> the movies. What a break for Jimmy Allen and Speed Robertson. A movie contract. But what about the Vanderpool Transcontinental Race? Speed has entered his ship and has made plans for Jimmy Allen also. There's adventure ahead. Don't miss the next episode of The Air Adventures of Jimmy Allen. <laughs>